I heard it said once that some people are saints, but most people are saint makers. That uh, we learn to be saints due to the actions of others around us. Uh, at times through their prayers and through their wonderful example, and at times through the fact that they're difficult. Uh, I remember hearing of uh, this, this, this man who decided that in order to do a bit of penance, kind of like a, a Matt Talbot type situation, in order to do a bit of penance to, to make up for, for his previous sins and that, he put on one of those horsehair shirts. They don't, I'm not sure if they exist anymore, they probably don't. Uh, Google it, maybe you can find them on Amazon, I don't know. But it's a horse, so it's made from rough, kind of canvassy type, hairy, mouldy, rotten, itchy kind of a vest type kind of a thing. So they put those on as an act of penance, right? That was the general idea. Uh, but this man then went to, to his confessor and said, look, yeah, I've decided to put on a, a horsehair shirt, you know, to make up for the old sins of my past life. And he said, you know, sometimes your, your horsehair shirt can be the person right beside you. You know, the person that you find difficult might be right beside you. The, 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 the cause of your sanctification, if you will, might be right, the person right beside you. Because at times, collaboration, working together is difficult, it's challenging. Uh, and people's different way of seeing things, a different way of doing things, uh, can very much aggravate our way of doing things. At the beginning of the year here in Holy Family, we always do uh, a temperaments quiz, something we came across a couple of years ago, which I think we found, we found very helpful because it helps us to see that, lo and behold, not everybody sees the world as you do. You know? That there are actually there are different perspectives, and so the like we do this test, and it was quite funny actually because one of the girls she got her test results and she was absolutely raging, absolutely fuming. I said, "What's wrong? Can't believe I'm choleric." <laughs> so, uh, I think you've just proven the accuracy of the test right there, actually. <laughs> you know. So these choleric temperaments, you know, these people who like to get stuff done and don't like faffing about, right? They don't want to have endless meetings about meetings. They want to get stuff done and get on to the next job. Guilty as charged. <laughs> That's kind of me. Um, or then you're melancholy people who, who, who focus more in, in detail on things and are generally a bit more reserved, uh, kind of not into kind of flighty friendships, but fewer, but more much deeper friendships. Uh, you're, 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 you're sanguine people who just walk into a room and it's, hey guys, I have arrived, you know? <laughs> just like life and soul of the party, you know? Like to keep things, hey, they're kind of thumbs up to everyone kind of people, you know? Uh, and you, know you need them too, you need them too, especially first thing in the morning here, is that right? Yes, indeed. Um, and then your your phlegmatic, ah, sure, be grand. Sure, look at buildings on fire. There you go. Sure, it happens, I suppose, doesn't it? I suppose we better leave. <laughs> Do you know, so uh, these main four four character types, and you need them. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> that you need them. You need the mix. Do you know, you need the mix in in a, a genie, in an awful situation if everyone is choleric. <laughs> be a war zone. Uh, so you need the people to calm it down. You need the people with the big thumbs up. You need, you know, you need the people to kind of then focus on details and get stuff done. And then you need your calorics to, you know, to, 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 to lead, you know, to get stuff over the line. So it's just, it, all works, it all works together. But yeah, surprisingly, we don't all see things in the same way. We don't. 
And it's healthy to see that. It's healthy to recognise that. And it's healthy to see the strengths of the other personality types as well. When the Lord sees us, he knows our strengths and he knows our weaknesses. The goal of, of, of our lives then is to use those strengths to build and to overcome our weaknesses. It sounds so simple, but that's, you know, that's, that's, that's how it works. This, this, this striving for virtue is using your strengths for good and overcoming your weaknesses. And the shocking thing about this is we can actually get it wrong. We can actually get this wrong. This isn't, this isn't taken for granted that we, that we will overcome our vices and that we will excel in virtue. That's, that's not a given at all. There's something that requires deliberate effort. There's something that requires grace. It requires God's help. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I, the Lord your God, teach you what is good for you. I lead you, lead, I lead you in the way that you must go. So that means he's going ahead of us. He's not pushing us from behind. He's in front, asking us to follow him. I lead you in the way that you must go. Now listen to this line. Again, we probably went, probably went over our heads when we heard it earlier. If only you had been alert to my commandments, your happiness would have been like a river. Your integrity like the ways of the sea. Your children would have numbered like the sand. Your descendants as many as its grains. It would have. You could have. You should have. Bottom line, you didn't. That's what the Lord is saying here. You, you know, you had the chance. You had the chance. You could have been great. Like, I was there. I was leading. I was urging you on. I provided the grace for you. I indicated the way to go. You could have. But you didn't. When you hear this like from, from, the Lord's vo- from the Lord's own mouth, they're startling words. They're shocking words. Because there's something very final about it. You know, it's, like, it's, it is, it's just like when we find ourselves in the afterlife, before the Lord. The chances we had to do good here on earth, the, 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 the relationships that we had, the opportunities, they are now finished. And now we're in a different reality. Now we're standing before the Lord as we are, with our lives as they were. And that's it. We can't undo. We have confession absolutely removes the sin. Absolutely. It, uh, as if it had never happened. The stain is removed from our soul. Okay. Consequences of that sin may remain, but the, the, the sin itself is gone. And the good actions, the actions done out of love, they remain. So the, the odds, in it, if you will, are stacked in our favor. The good that we do remains forever. The sin that we commit is removed at the next confession. So like, if you will, it, it, it only builds up if we're doing this right at all. The, the, the goodness of our lives just builds up. But there, is, there, there are consequences. There, 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 there's a time limit. There's a, a, a limited space that we have to do good and then it's gone I don't want to be anybody's horse hair shirt I don't want people to become saints because they have to put up with me probably some do Uh, 
I'd like to become a saint myself, but I'd like to I'd like to listen to the Lord more. I'd like to be led by him more. And that without trying to do so deliberately, that people are inspired by just seeing my life or your life or the lives of those around them. That we're inspired by others, not becoming saints kind of despite them, but becoming saints because of them. Many people have been that source of inspiration for me. When I see people pray amidst great illness or great tragedy and remain faithful to the Lord, that's, that's an inspiration. They're not preaching at me, but their lives are a homily. Their lives are a witness. And there are, there are many, as I say, who, who have lived like that and have very positively affected my life. We have a sh- relatively short amount of time. I'm in my almost mid-40s now, and I think life is just getting faster and faster. The years are just ripping by. Uh, I'll be retiring in, what, 21 years-ish, 65, 75? Yeah, 30 years, then I'll be retired. What will I do? Go to the Bahamas, will I? <laughs> I have 30 years, 35, 30-ish years left to do some good. And then it's over. Then it's it. Like that's, that's my shot taken. That's it. So in our work here in Holy Family, in your work in the diocese, wherever you are at home watching as well, whatever, whatever our, our, our circle is, our circle of influence is, the time to do good there is limited. And I personally, I, I really, I would hate to think that I would hear these words from the Lord's mouth sometime if you only had been alert to my commands. In this time of Advent, this time of waiting, this time of expectation, let us attune our ear to the Lord's guidance, to the Lord's leadership, to the Lord's commands, so that we can act when he says act, that we can wait when he says wait, that we can speak when he says speak, that we can remain silent when he says so, that we can build up his kingdom. And even if our phase of this building is the clearing of the soil and the digging of foundations, not a very uh, elegant job, and maybe you don't see much fruit for your labor, but someone has to do it. Someone has to clear the site. Someone has to get rid of the rocks. Someone has to dig the foundations. And then maybe someone else comes along and pours the foundations and lays the slab. And then the next fella builds the walls. And after that, they're putting the roof on and facing. And then the last fella only has to paint and gets all the credit. (laughs) So be it. So be it. When I find myself before the Lord, I want him to say if, if this is possible at all. I led you in the way that you must go, and you followed. You were alert to my commands, and because of that, your happiness flows like a river. Your children are as numerous as the sand, your descendants as many as the grains. May the Lord use us to build up his kingdom, May we become saints despite our differences, despite our abilities and inabilities. May he use us to build up his kingdom now and always. Amen.
Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on the internet, wherever you are watching us. Uh, it's a great honour and privilege that you would join us uh, on such a regular basis to share in our life here in Holy Family Mission. We're now eight years on the go, and we've had the privilege of welcoming over 90 young people to take part in our year-long faith formation programme. Uh, and all of that is possible due to your donations, your support, your help and your prayers. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all that has been done here, uh, also through your support and your efforts. Uh, this is our fundraising Christmas appeal time of the year as well. So if any of you can or would like to support us, uh, we would be delighted if you could do so. We, maybe I shouldn't be saying all of this, but we uh, charge our young people €4,000 a year to be here. It costs in our around €10,000. We subsidise the price then by running retreats here and by fundraising. That's how, that's how we, we work. So uh, thank you so much for all <coughs> that you can do to further the mission of Holy Family Mission, that we can continue to renew, reinvigorate and revive the faith here in this country and indeed abroad. God bless you.